Lots of things go better together. Hockey, food, golf, peanut butter and jelly, Gojo and Golik, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. What? But if you really want to take things to the next level, drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You're listening to DraftKings Network. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Gojo and Golik here on the DraftKings Network. Mike Golik Jr., Mike Golik Sr., Jesse Cofield in Boston. The return of Wilder Wednesday with our dear friend Charlotte Wilder. We are brought to you by Wrangler, made for the ride of life. Save 15% on your first Wrangler.com order with promo code GOJO15. We got an awesome show for you guys today, as always. Make sure you download, subscribe, review, leave us that five-star rating. Check us out here live Monday to Friday, 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern on the DraftKings Network, DraftKingsNetwork.com, Samsung TV Plus, and, of course, right here on DraftKings YouTube. But before we get to any of the sportsing matters on our docket, and we've got a lot of them today, a congratulations are in order. Welcome back, the newly married Charlotte Wilder to the program here. Char, congratulations, bud. How we feeling? Thank you so much. I'm feeling great. Uh, I'm a wife guy now, and then I'm like a wife ah. guy for myself. No, just kidding. No, it was great. <laughs> it was beautiful. Uh, highly recommend getting married um, sort of in secret if you want to do it a little bit um, more easily. It was absolutely delightful. And then afterwards we got to be, you know, it was just 10 people, my parents' backyard. And afterwards we got to be like, surprise, we got married. And everyone was like, oh, that's actually pretty cool. I was like, thank you so much. I thought so too. Very sneaky, I love it. Yeah, I mean, so so let's just cut through everything here, Charlotte. You guys just didn't want to put in the work to have a big wedding, correct? Hell yeah. Okay. All right. I'm just, yeah, that's cool. I mean, no, it also, it also just, yeah, you know, I think everybody's different. This is sort of what felt right for us in that, um, I don't throw big parties anyway. Like I'm a great guest. If you want me to come to your party, like I am (laughs) fun, I am fun at parties, um, hosting them. I'm probably just less good at. So I was like, you know, why try to, force the issue here and my husband uh which is very funny mm. to say um, isn't it so we much were... better than fiance though well i said to him i was like we've got to do this soon because i if i if i have to keep saying fiance i'm gonna walk slowly into the ocean mm-hmm. so yeah. it worked out it worked out for everybody um and he's the best and he was like great let's do it and so we did and 
now I'm now I'm a wife guy. <laughs> that's uh, that, that's very cool. And by the way, I get the guest thing because Mike is that way at weddings or parties. Mike is one of the best wedding oh. guests there is. Much well, to the dismay of my wife, his mother, who would like him to be on the other side of that and actually wearing mm -hmm. a tux and being the one saying the vows up there. Man, I tell you what, the nicest compliment I ever got from someone as I make Charlotte Wilder's nuptials about me. I was at uh, <laughs> please, my, please, please. I was at my buddy Kyle Rudolph's wedding and I was uh, cutting it up, killing it on the dance floor as one would. This is years ago now. And someone came up to me at that wedding and they're like, you should do this professionally. And I'm like, what? <laughs> They're like, be a wedding guest. You're great at this. And I realized at that point, Charlotte, it was my superpower. I had to lean in. I don't have a lot of tangible skills. If I was putting together a resume for going forward, you wouldn't be able to endorse me for much on LinkedIn. Not a whiz with PowerPoint. Excel spreadsheets scare the hell out of me. But you get me anywhere near a bar and a dance floor, and I'm going to wow the parents. I'm going to do great with grandma. I'll be the first to the dance floor, Char. It's all there. And Mike, you are selling yourself very short by saying all of that. But I do think, and hear me out here, I think there might be a correlation between being a good podcast slash show host and being a good wedding guest. <laughs> because it uses a lot of the same skills yeah. where you have to talk to people you don't really know. Um, you've got to be charming and funny, but not say anything offensive. You've got to stay in your lane. You can use sports as a party trick. I do that a lot. Um you know, it's really fun to, you know, you tell one story about going to one Super Bowl and then it's like, you know, the uncles are in your corner for the rest of the night. So <laughs> I don't know. I think we might be onto something. Maybe we could like package this and be like the Gojo and Golik wedding package oh. sponsored by DraftKings. Wow. We'll show up. If you pay us a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, wow, wow, you pay us a ton cute. of money. We will yeah. do a live podcast <laughs> yeah. from your rehearsal dinner, and then we will show up and party at your wedding here. Charlotte, that's a fantastic idea. That's pretty good, right? Yeah, it's a good idea. I, I'm in. That yeah. is, that's okay. our intellectual property, by the way. If anyone hears that and tries to repurpose that idea with your podcast, we will get litigious. So yes, we yes. will. Yes, we Charlotte, uh, big wife guy, also great idea gal, and happy to have her back here on a Wilder Wednesday. Because, Charlotte, we got a lot to talk about. I don't know if you saw the hopes and dreams of an entire team went up in flames almost <laughs> immediately as the NFL season started. Where were you when Jets fans all collectively realized joy is never something that was going to be in the cards for them? I don't know if you saw is an incredible way to open the probably biggest storyline of the entire <laughs> NFL season. Um, although it is a valid question because I was, this is embarrassing, but I'm going to admit it to you because much like at a wedding, we're all friends here. Um, I was watching Selling the OC before <laughs> Monday Night Football came on and lost track of time, watched three episodes, realized it was 845 and so I was like, oh, my God, let me go. Let me go back. But I'm an idiot. And I had accidentally. Well, I had on purpose recorded this game, but my my television, for some reason, started me at the beginning. So I'm sitting there like an idiot watching, you know, Scott Van Pelt interview someone from three hours before before I realized I was like, oh, maybe they start at nine now. So I fast forward <laughs> once I figure ah. out. Aaron, like I see someone briefly on an injury cart and I was like, mm, I don't know, probably, probably not Aaron Rodgers. And then because my phone started in the other room, so I have absolutely no idea what's going on. Catch up to live. And they're like, and he is in getting the x-ray. And I was like, no, I was like, you have got to be kidding me. And I actually did call this watching Hard Knocks. I said, 
that man is going to get hurt in the first game, and I'm not proud of predicting that. But I don't know if you guys agree. And I guess to switch to a more serious note here, like he something about Hard Knocks, he looked, he it it the vibes were off. I was just like, mm-hmm. he looks a little bit shaky in in. in in confidence a little bit. I, I couldn't quite describe it, but I was like, I can't, I cannot believe that this guy is going to finish a game with the Jets because the Jets can't have nice things and and something just did not feel right to me in that situation. Well, I, I mean, I, I, and I want to get into this, and Mike, I need to bring you into this as a former old lineman. I was I was reading out there about this, and and the talk about Aaron now is going to be: Will he come back? You see the sure. Stefania Bells of the world talking about this injury. You know, six to nine months, you know, or nine months to a year, I should say. Will he come back? Will he want to come back? I think he'll want to try and come back. He won't want to go out this way, but that that that's a you know we can we can talk about that. But what was interesting to me is reading about this offense and how Aaron Rodgers had said in camp that he doesn't like. The, the quick plays where the old linemen, and you see it all the time, old linemen on the snap of the ball will try and cut the D lineman. And what they're doing is trying to get the D lineman's hands down because the ball is supposed to come out quickly and you want to you want to stop the pass from being blocked. So you do a quick cut, hands come down, throw the ball over the hands. Well, I mean, there was a couple of plays like that, including the play he got hurt on, where A, if you don't cut the D lineman, he is back up, you know, very quickly. And B, if you don't throw the ball in a timely fashion, they're going to be in your grill, which they were three times he was passing, three times he ended up on the ground one time with one less Achilles. So my thought is he has worked with Nathaniel Hackett. He talks about how much he loves Nathaniel Hackett. They work together in Green Bay. If he doesn't like these kind of plays, Mike, why are they running these types of plays? That is my. That was what amazed me. I'm like, yeah, well, I can understand that being a preference. And I saw a bunch of reporting yesterday that, and you really don't see a lot of that around the league anymore. You won't no. see like that's a distinctly college thing. You'll watch a whole offensive yep. line cut all at once, and they're trying to simplify the equation, create a clear picture for their less you know less good quarterbacks at that level. If Aaron Rodgers doesn't like it, I can't believe it made it into the game plan. Like, we all assumed he's dad in that offensive meeting. Yes. Nathaniel Hackett is there because Aaron Rodgers knighted him and said, I would like this guy I'm comfortable with who makes Austin Powers jokes in the room so I can mess around and have a good time. But ultimately, you figured, I mean, we've heard stories over the years of Aaron Rodgers changing plays in the huddle because he didn't like what was sent in. I'm with you. I'm amazed it ended up on the call sheet because usually the process, especially with a good quarterback, is – You meet during the week. You talk about the plays that you guys like going into the week. You practice a bunch of them during the week. You go through again, and you sort of cull the call sheet down to what you're going to go in for the weekend. And at that level with a future Hall of Famer, it almost always is, all right, these are the plays Aaron likes. These are the plays Aaron doesn't, as an example. And we keep it moving. And the fact that you get two of the four plays he doesn't like in the first four plays, I didn't understand that at all. He must – I don't know. Part of me feels like he must have liked them a little bit more than the public yeah. is letting on right now. Right, it sounds right, like right. a really great story, but one that just practically does not make a lot of sense to me, Dad. No, because he's a guy who likes to be on the move if things break down. And I mean, when you're if, if that pass doesn't come out, like I said, you've lost the effect of the old lineman to continue blocking the D lineman because that old lineman is now down low because he tried to cut. So you are you are truly against free D lineman coming at you and we saw him running around and normally he could be pretty good 
I normally he is good at getting out of the pocket and escaping danger. But well, when the when the mm-hmm. D well, well when the D linemen when the old linemen have no more ability to block the D linemen because they're down low cutting that that kind of you know I, I'm still going to take pretty much D linemen's athletic ability over Aaron Rodgers at 39 that they're going to be able to chase him down now. Well, I think that's what Charlotte was talking about with the vibes is Aaron Rodgers definitely you saw not moving around the same. We saw him wriggle out of you know uh, pressure on the first player so stumbling around a little bit more he's doing a little bit of putzing around there and so i don't know if athletically we definitely knew charlotte coming in he looked his age a lot more and that was to be expected but it's still jarring to see when it's someone who's been this juggernaut your entire life totally and but football is such a different beast from you know like tennis right like you can be 39 even basketball i would argue to a certain extent like football football you're gonna get hit even if you have the best O-line in the world, and, and something about the O-line that was interesting to me is in Hard Knocks, you know, Sala was like, this is what's going to, we're going to live and die by you guys. Didn't he say that to them? And then yeah. in the first four plays, this is what happens? Like, I don't know, guys. It, it, it felt to me like you had a situation that this was going to be very hard to avoid because being older and and not having something that that's ironclad as late as august um i just don't think was ever going to be the best protection for rogers even though they had molded the offense to him even though they had gotten to a much better play even though like you know it was very interesting when when darnold came into the game how quickly the the receivers had to adjust like how different those styles are i mean I mean, Darnold. Did I say Darnold? Zach? Yeah, I, I oh did. Like, I loved the Freudian yeah. slip there. Water oh my always God. finding its level. Yeah. level. Our oh sweet adult God. son, Sam Darnold. No, listen. It's understandable, Charlotte. Right? Zach Wilson just fitting into that Sam Darnold that? paradigm seamlessly. <laughs> Somebody cut that. That was, wow. <laughs> I mean, I'm I a mean, little speechless. But could, I think that says everything. He could be back there soon. He could. I think that, honestly, I think me saying Darnold instead of Zach Wilson sort of encapsulates where the Jets are at right now in terms of a quarterback. Yeah, that is going to be very interesting. Um, We had, uh, by the way, for whatever it's worth, game notes wise, uh, for people that came over like Charlotte after selling OC, there were a lot of them. more than 22.6 million viewers watched the week one matchup. That viewership passed Green Bay versus Minnesota back in 09. It was the first game where Brett Favre was facing his old team as the most watched Monday night football broadcast in the ESPN era. So uh, certainly a big change there. But Jesse, a big change on the way, like Charlotte said, for who could potentially be under center for the New York Jets the rest of the season. Yeah, guys, it definitely felt like a little bit of a funeral uh, when the news came out that Rodgers had torn his Achilles. And Robert Sala was like, you know what? We have a plan here. I don't know why people are trying to put an obituary onto our, our team name. Um, you know, it's uh, I, Aaron is an unbelievable piece to this whole thing, and, and we love him. But uh, I think there's there's 52 other guys in the locker room, plus the 16 practice squad guys that uh, – that believe that we can do a hell of a lot of good things here. And, uh, you know, we've got championship caliber defense. We've got great skill guys, uh, great skill guys on the, on the offensive side of the ball. Our O line is going to continue to gel and get better. But um, uh, we're excited about our group. We've worked hard over the last couple of years players, coaches, scouts, GM, um, uh, building a pretty cool organization. And uh, so there's still a lot of faith in the locker room on the things that we can still accomplish this year. So it's, 
while the outside world can go ahead and write whatever story they want to write, there's there's still the the true story being written in this building. So, guys, he doesn't even sound convinced, and he also said this is Zach's team. But I think the question that everyone's thinking is, should it be? Yeah, he's putting on a brave face that he didn't put yeah. on in the middle of the game, as we saw him meme into this oblivion. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, the Rob bad. Sala meme face that will live for the rest of the NFL yeah. season and the interview where he was interviewed during the at the end of the first quarter and was asked about that situation, stammered all over himself. You saw him give up the goods in that moment. That was a shaken man. But, Dad, I've seen a lot of people ask, as we're going to talk about some of the options that are right. out there in front of the Jets, and we've seen reports that they've already started reaching out to veteran quarterbacks. You've had some veteran quarterbacks reaching out to them. But... I've seen a lot of people posit, why can't this Jets team go out and be a version of what we've seen of the San Francisco 49ers, where you're led by the defense, the strength of a roster around a quarterback position that has gotten good performances in San Francisco, but not from a first-round caliber quarterback, not from a marquee free agent necessarily. Is there anything to that idea, Dad? Well, I, I mean, you had, though, Brock Purdy come in and play great. You've seen Zach Wilson not play great. So, I mean, th this was a team that had a great defense last year. Now, they have better weapons this year that they brought in to help Aaron Rodgers, but it was a 7-10 and 10 team. They're not, they're, they're not nearly, they're not in the same stratosphere of good with Zach Wilson at quarterback than Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. Now, can Zach Wilson play better than, than he has? Yes. Are you going to bank on that? I don't know. And, and to say it's his team, well, of course it's his team right now. It's not like you're going to sign somebody today and say he's starting, you know, the next game against the Cowboys. It's not going to work that way. So Zach is going to be the starter until another quarterback comes. And then Zach will probably still be the starter, but you'll have a veteran who's ready uh, to step in, whoever that is, as, as you said, we'll discuss. But I get why he's saying all that, and he has to try and sell that because you do have a locker room full of guys that had a lot of high expectations. They're still going to have a great defense, which is going to keep them in games. But now you're just going to do what you did last year. You're going to cross your fingers on the offensive side of the ball and hope that Zach Wilson get plays better than he has to complement what you have on the defensive side because, oh, by the way, even though you just beat the Bills, that's a pretty damn, damn uh, difficult uh, uh, division that you're in. So, Charlotte, I mean, that's a sell he has to make, right? Obviously, to the team that he's the guy. But I, I think people are laying bets on when Zach Wilson will not be the quarterback for the Jets. The agita that I just felt when you said Zach Wilson starting against the Cowboys, I was literally yeah. like, oh, <laughs> God. I also think that Josh Allen had four turnovers in that game. Um, yeah. So, yes, okay. The, the Jets won with, you know, heroics from Xavier Gibson, but also the Bills. I mean, what an amazing free pass for them. I mean, I know they're not really getting a free pass, but, like, of all the things not to be talking about for the Bills is, like, hey, Josh Allen looks chaotic again is sort of a lot of this is, is overshadowing all of that. I do – part of me – part of me really wants to believe that Zach Wilson – can step up that he can figure this out um but then he comes in and and throws an interception uh right right away so it, it's hard to i kind of feel bad for the guy i feel like he he obviously should not have been taken as high in the draft as he was sure. in 2021 at at pick number two he should not have had the hopes and dreams of a depressed franchise 
put on him when he clearly can't do it. I think so much of sports is putting people in a position to succeed, which often means knowing their limitations. And you can't, if if he's, how difficult of a mindset too, to be like, okay, cool. I was going to get a reprieve on hard knocks. He seemed very relieved about that. And now here he is back as the guy. And it's like, I don't know if he, if he even thinks he should be the guy. I'm totally speculating, but I don't know. Well, I also think, and we talked about this to me in the comparison to San Francisco that a lot of people wanted to make, Kyle Shanahan don't live here. Yeah. Like, that's the biggest thing to me in all of this. You've got quality, competent offensive pieces on that side. We saw what Brees Hall looked like healthy. We know what Garrett yeah. Wilson is. We've seen Alan Lazard be somebody's number one before. Nathaniel Hackett has worked well with Aaron Rodgers, but he's not someone as a standalone that is a force of nature at play caller the way Kyle Shanahan is with the 49ers. They've got the most unique offense in football. And so, yeah, no, I, I don't imagine it's going to look the same because you're right, Charlotte. Now, all of a sudden, Zach Wilson is thrown immediately back to the fire. All that stuff he was working on behind the scenes, put it on display now, brother. Put it on display now. All right, guys, let's talk about Jägermeister. They could have written a totally normal ad here, like a really classic ad. They could have talked about their history, the 56 botanicals. It could have been all salesy and cutesy, but they know you don't care. Jägermeister doesn't want to be like all those other ads you've seen and heard. They just wanted to say two things. Jägermeister is great, but everyone has been drinking it wrong. Damn, that's cold. Drinking it wrong? All right, if that's the case, how should we be drinking it? They are so glad you asked, and so am I, Dad. I'm here to help you. Ice cold is the answer, at zero degrees Fahrenheit to be exact. Ice cold shots of Jägermeister. That's it. That's all they want to tell you. So wherever you are, if you're hanging out with friends or at the bar, call the shots. Cheers with ice cold shots of Jägermeister. Damn, that's cold. And remember to check out Jägermeister at www.draftkingsxjägermeister.com. Remember, drink responsibly. Jägermeister liqueur, 35% alcohol by volume. Imported by Mast Jägermeister U.S., White Plains, New York. All right, we will get to, uh, in honor of Charlotte Wilder's recent nuptials, Charlotte's top five relationships in the world of sports in just a minute here. Very excited for this one uh, for all the obvious reasons. Charlotte, one of the finest purveyors of lists this side of the Mississippi. But we were talking about Zach Wilson and the New York Jets, and we didn't get to part of the conversation that's popped up in the last couple of days is the host of veteran free agent quarterbacks. They might be talking about, you've got RG three sort of shooting his shot on ESPN air. You've got all the rumors and conversations about Colin Kaepernick's camp reaching out, which we, we don't need to do that anymore. Uh, but Charlotte objectively, who would be the funniest person that the jets could sign at this point? I know for you, it's gotta be triggering seeing how many people just assume Tom Brady is going to end up in jets green somehow at the end of this. But is there any other name that's a little less off putting to you? Yeah. I was like, I can't do that again, guys. Like you're trying, <laughs> you're trying to make me ride this roller coaster one more time. Are you kidding me? Like that's done. We're done. That upset me. I was like, let's not do that. Um, it, the two, Three names came to mind. For some reason, Andy Dalton, like, flashed Ooh. into my head. Right. I don't know why yeah. that's funny to me. The red rifle. Yeah, for some reason, I'm just like, wow, this guy has just been, yeah, most red hair, Andy Dalton. I also, though, Sam Darnold, to me, is obviously the funniest <laughs> possible. Yes. Like, imagine, imagine. Like, that's not going to happen. But And then, like, the, the one that makes me 
that makes me just feel bad is is Joe Flacco. But, you know, um, so I think I guess that's where we're at. Like those three things, those three names I just said, uh, Jets fans, I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. But those to me are 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 sort of the funniest or the most depressing. Um, What do you think? Like, what's actually a good one for the Jets? well, I mean, to, to trade and give up more assets after the assets you gave up for Aaron Rodgers just doesn't oh, seem like the way to so go. It's so depressing. Unless, well, because, I mean, every team that, that gets called by the Jets, I mean, they're just going to jack up the price because mm-hmm. they can. Free agents out there, Carson Wentz, the uh, as you just talked about, Joe Flacco, Colt McCoy, but he's dealing with kind of an elbow issue. Nick Foles, you know, is another name that's out there. You want to pull Matt Ryan out of the booth after one game of which – Whoever was doing play-by-play brought up the score 28-3 to in front of him. So maybe that soured Matt for the rest of his broadcasting career. Maybe he wants to go back in pads again. But that might be the easiest way to go from a free agent standpoint. You you need it. I heard somebody say you don't want to get a veteran who is a starter, you know, to be behind Zach Wilson. I'm like, are you kidding me? That's exactly – that is exactly what you want. You want a guy who has experience, who's played, who can step in – you know, if Zach Wilson, A, gets hurt, or B, you know, starts Is showing Zach some of the Zach Wilson tendencies, and you're going to have to pull him. Because, like I said, you have a great defense that's going to keep you in a lot of games and a good team. So I, I could see one of those veteran free agents being called in. they got to do it soon. I still think Jacoby Brissett is probably the most realistic option. Jameis Winston would be the most chaotic, which (laughs) I would also kind of appreciate because at this point, Charlotte, like you pointed out, I don't know if any of them are going to help the Jets meaningfully approach the ceiling they had before. So this should be about what entertains us most. (laughs) I do think, I do think though, there's this, there's part of me in the back of my head. That's like, they could still do it. Like their, their defense looked so good. That that Garrett Wilson catch? Are you kidding me? Like, part of me is like, you know what? Maybe this is what Zach Wilson need. Like, I so badly want to. I so badly want the story to be they got Aaron Rodgers. He got hurt on the fourth possession, and the Jets still make it to the Super Bowl. That, yeah. like, yeah. I really, I really do want the best for this team because they are so talented. They're so talented. So like. I, I still I still believe a little bit, but I'm also delusional. Um, so I don't know, Mike. I, that's I, called it, that's called manifesting, and I appreciate yeah. that from you, Charlotte. What Thank I also you. appreciate is Charlotte's list of top five relationships in sports. Let's dive into it, Charlotte. We gave Let's you a little bit of homework in your first trip back here. Yeah. Uh, we figured relationships, so player coach, player combinations, all of it's on the table here. We gave you the freedom to paint by numbers. So Charlotte, please bless us with the list. Always a dangerous thing to do with Charlotte Wilder. Ah. I did I did sports marriages for okay. for what it's worth. Um, I also thought I was like I could do just my favorite celebrity athlete relationships, but I didn't because this is a sports show. So the first one I would say Asia Wilson and Becky Hammond. Mm. Um, they mm. won a championship in 2022 with the Las Vegas Aces. Won the WNBA Finals. And they hit the win, the all-time win record for the WNBA this year. Um, and I think they seem pretty hard to take down. So I love that. Um, do you want me to just rifle through these, Mike? Or yeah, go ahead and rifle through them. Do you want me to give you? A, was that number five? Are we going in descending order here? How did you? Oh. Are these just? Are there like a no actual numbers no. associated with this list? I didn't put numbers. I didn't put none. <laughs> I, I, oh God, how long have I been doing this? I've been doing this yeah. a long time and I show up. I'm not like, all right, at number five. We all right, well, have... here, I'll, I'll give you that one. That was number five. And now coming up is well, number four. Well, I think I probably, 
yeah, you know what? Sure. Uh, let's do it that way. These are not, I did. Okay. Uh, number four, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Um, I don't think there's really much more you need to say. They won the Super Bowl in 2020, 2023. They also just seem like pals. Like anytime, anytime Patrick talks about Andy, he's like, making fun of him it's goofy it's cute i love it i will say Um, that was one i thought about the other day charlotte not to bring up a sore subject with new england but mm -hmm. i did think man it would be sad if we ever got to the point where andy Reid and patrick mahomes felt about each other the way it seems like behind closed doors brady and belichick felt about each other towards the end that would bum me out i don't think there's a huge risk of that i think brady and belichick are two very special cats uh (laughs) i think there's a I'm not going to psychoanalyze them both, but I think I think Patrick and Andy are maybe a better match from the start, uh, to put it. Although, look, it worked. So, um, okay, number three. Number Nic- three. Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray. Because um, yeah. I think I think this is one that people don't immediately think of when they think of because it's new, right? Because it was last year, it was or this year, but last season, 2023, the Nuggets win a championship, and Jamal Murray just looked absolutely amazing. Obviously, Jokic did; he was the MVP. But I love these guys together. They're homegrown in Denver, also Serbia, but you know, whatever. <laughs> um, and they just they just have chemistry and it seems to really work. And I'm hopeful that this becomes um, something that that lasts longer than, you know, whatever. Uh, number two, I cheated Coco Goff and Coco Goff. Uh, tennis is tennis is, a, tennis is a, it's an individual sport and she's incredible. Um, and then number one is Gritty, the mascot and the Philadelphia Flyers. Yeah. <laughs> wow. People don't talk enough about Gritty anymore, and I'm back to put some respect on Gritty's name. Well, I'm glad you brought him up, too, because there were so many wholesome ones on this list that actually paired well together, especially you mentioned, you know, Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic. They had dated for a long time before they put a ring on it this yeah. year. Really oh. powerful stuff here. Gritty, this is just your classic freak in the sheets example right now. <laughs> Gritty is blowing the flyer's mind every time they step every onto the ice time. or into the bedroom. Yes, 100%. And I do, I am disappointed that the sports world has stopped talking about Gritty as much as they did. I think there has been, there has never been a better marriage in sports than Gritty and the Philadelphia Flyers. Gritty is <laughs> Philly's weirdest side exposed. And the Flyers are a very Philly team. So, you know, I just, I would like to get back to talking about them more. I want to see them in the tabloids more. I don't want to see any divorce rumors, but I do want things to get a little spicy. <laughs> so help a girl out. Wow. Uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a list right there. That's for, I did have uh, Murray and Jokic on my list as well. I think it's a great one. Um, I also think this just stop at two. Dion Shador, do you throw in Shiloh and Dion Jr. as well? I mean, Shiloh's the leading tackler on that team. Dion Jr. runs the social media for the team, and Shador is having a monster year. But I think, and then and then Tua and Tyreek, I, I mm. think could, you're talking about M, possible MVP and Offensive Player of the Year, you know, after one week. I mean, that's what we do here. But my best is Marcus Freeman and Sam Hartman. A great yeah. duo and the best. Of course and the best it look, is. Of course it is. And the best looking, the best looking duo there is in sports right now as well. Yeah, no, it's a uh, uh, powerfully handsome vibes in South Bend. Uh, I know they started doing the coaches show is now a podcast for Notre Dame. It's called Wake Up the Echoes. I was the very first guest. Oh, and it just ends up oh. being Marcus and Sam sitting on a couch for like 30 minutes. 
Hubba hubba. You can imagine why people are uh, downloading, subscribing, rating, and reviewing there. Coming up next, though, we got juicy dating rumors and the return of the king here on Gojo and Golden. Sound the trumpets, it's horse racing time. So saddle up for the action with DK Horse, an official DraftKings affiliate. Right now, new customers who download the DK Horse app can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $250. Just deposit $25 or more and complete the playthrough requirement. Wager on your favorite horses, then watch the races live right in the app. Download the DK Horse app now. New customers get a 100% deposit bonus up to $250 when they opt in with code GOLIT. Only on the DK Horse app. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER, 18+, plus, 21+, plus in certain states, to open or access an account and resident of a state where DK Horse is available. Eligibility restrictions apply. Void where prohibited. One per new customer. Match calculated on first deposit up to a maximum of $250. Deposit requires two-time playthrough of settled wager within 168 hours. Bonus released in $25 increments. Deposit and eligibility restrictions apply. See terms at DKHorse.com. Welcome back to Gojo and Golik. I'm Jesse Cofield. It is a Wilder Wednesday. Charlotte Wilder is here, and we just got a list from Charlotte of her favorite sports iconic uh, relationships, marriages, if you will, of all time. And guys, there is some hot gossip in the streets that we might have another hot pairing going down. The Taylor Swift is rumored to be casually hanging out with none other than Travis Kelsey. Guys, we're all Swifties here. What do we make of this? And how concerned are we about, you know, where this could be going? Is there going to be an anthem about Travis Kelsey and tight ends? What rhymes with tight end that would sound good in a song? I don't know. I, guys, jazzed about this. Charlotte, Dad, I don't know where you guys both fall on it. Charlotte, I actually do know where you fall on this. But I was taking a straw poll of a lot of my group chats yesterday that are largely based around Taylor Swift. And the general consensus seems to be good for her. Love her to get a meathead built in. And I say meathead so affectionately, but she has dated so many pretty boys, so many actors, uh, people around the world of politics, so many people. Uh, Go and get you a big old boy. And Travis Kelsey is a big old boy. And Charlotte, I don't know why. That just makes me happy. He came and tried to speak her love language too, throwing out the friendship bracelet at the concert with the phone number on it, little delayed release on that. But ultimately, I, I hope this is true and that it seemed to have worked. I am obsessed with this. Ah. I am obsessed with this because this would mean that if they are dating... I have ridden a roller coaster with Taylor Swift's ah! boyfriend. <laughs> and that is a wild, talk about a party trick. Are you kidding me? I also, so before the Chiefs were good, Travis Kelsey was a staple at Super Bowl Radio Row. We, we, talked to, we would talk to Travis Kelsey every year. I have spent a lot of time with Travis Kelsey thanks to Old Spice because he was always ah! just, and, and the first year he wasn't, I, I said to him, I was like, is it weird, like, not being on, on Radio Row, and he was like, yeah, it is. Also, Travis Kelsey hugged me in the Chiefs locker room after they won a Super Bowl, and now I'm just bragging, and I sound like an idiot. But I I think that he, people are like, what? I don't get it. And I think Travis Kelsey is very funny. I think he's very smart. I think that he and Taylor Swift share a little, there's like a little bit of mischievousness going on there in for, for both of them that I actually think could be, could be a great match. So... Shout out Trav. Right. Shout out right. Killer Trav. Okay. 
All right. So so let's be honest about this whole thing. It's oh, cool. Boy. It's cool, but we know it's not going to last. Oh, and why not? Oh, oh, come wow. on. It's not. Oh, you're, please, oh, please. Wow. You're already so, writing the breakup oh, album? Senior, what? Yeah, it's it's not. So we think this is now the relationship that's going to when when entertainers, you know, all of a sudden love somebody and then write a song about them and then fall in love, you know, a month later with somebody else. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. You know what? I'm going to be the old man realist here. Do you want to date a, someone like Taylor Swift when you know now there's two parts to this? So when you know you're going to have a song written about you. Yes. After it ends. Now, number two, if there is someone who wouldn't give a damn and would actually embrace it and enjoy it, it would be Travis Kelsey having a song. Yes. About. Travis Kelsey is one of the coolest, nicest guys I have met. And his story into football is fantastic with his brother at Cincinnati in college and, and the whole deal. But, I mean, yeah, it's a great story because he's a great guy. She is a, as, as popular as there is anywhere. But t- seriously... Any of you three think this thing lasts over a year? I mean, I will take oh, that bet see? right now. I, I don't know. I don't know. But what I will say is I think that what Taylor Swift has run into in terms of relationships is guys who are threatened by her. Guys who yes. think they can deal yeah, with her being famous and, the mo- you know, brilliant and whatever. And I think an athlete is actually a perfect person for her to be with because they're not going to be, you know, all mopey when her album does better than theirs. Travis Kelsey understands that that pressure of the moment better than anyone. And they're in different arenas. They're, they're both entertainers in some respects. They're both, you know, commanding huge stadiums. Um, yeah. They both work in football stadiums too. So, um, <laughs> right. but I, I really do think that like, this is, this could be a recipe for a very healthy thing that actually works. Whether and it's Travis Kelsey, I don't know, but I'm all for Taylor Swift dating apps. I don't think I you're wrong. Say. I don't think you're wrong about that. My only concern here is just that their jobs are going to keep them apart a lot. Mm. You know, maybe like, that's good. Is it though? He can't like you know he can't. That's a lot of time apart. That's a lot of distance. Is that does distance well, make the heart grow fonder? He's got an off season. She keeps visiting NFL stadiums. Maybe something will overlap. <laughs> They'll overlap Listen, enough. Again, I think I think they're two great personalities getting together. Do not get me wrong. I think it'll be a fun ride. They'll have a ball. But I'm uh, a a Charlotte uh, a Wilder Wednesday a year from now. I looked at the calendar of September 24 right about now, and it would actually be on September 11th next year, 2024. That'll be a year. They will be done by then if anybody wants to take that bet. I, mean, I, I don't want to take that, that matter? bet. Why does that matter, though? It's not about how long it is. It's about how good of a time they have in the interim. Yeah, we're not expecting this to be forever, okay. but it's fun now. And if it's a don't signal cry. at the start of her dating athletes, then that's even yeah. better. Good for her. She deserves it. Don't cry okay. because it's over. Smile because it happened. Listen, Gojo, okay, no, Gojo, I, your okay. dad is, is on the same page as your mom, and they're trying to instill the idea that – the end goal is marriage here, okay? So he oh, cares. Oh, I can very clearly see he what's cares. going on. Yeah. yeah. The end yeah. goal that's is the, marriage. That's the only that's the only it's you know what it's like? It's like in a in a sports season where everyone says it's championship or bust, but then you get to the end of the season and you formed meaningful relationships with your teammates here, you've accomplished things together, and it might not have ended in a title that year. And yes, while we're defining success or failure for some people that way, for others, hey, we learned a lot. We got better along the way, and that can still count for something. Dad, have you learned nothing from your time in athletics? 
but then you walk away alone. And we just don't want, me and your mother don't want you walking away alone, Mike. There are four people on this set. Oh, Three Jesus of them are, are very happily married. One yeah. just for a few days, oh, but still. I mean, that's, that's what I, I, so my conversation is always sturdy, long-lasting relationship-based. And I'm doing it for a reason. I love these two crazy kids going out. I think it, it's fantastic. I think they'll have a ball. But I like that long-term, lasting, loving, fruitful relationship that me and your mother are hoping for you someday. <laughs> Man, I, I wish someone would have asked Taylor about this last night at the VMAs because little mama was drunk out there. Oh, Man, that yeah. was, she was also having herself a time. Also, Mike, she was teasing the re-record of Reputation, Taylor's version. Woo! You see, oh, it was a black dress and one leg was out, like her Reputation outfit. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that was a little oh, it was she, won, she won nine Moon Men last night at the VMAs, too. She was out here cooking, man. I saw her rapping. The, the, way, the two ways that I knew that Taylor Swift, she is just like us, meaning fellow millennial, 1989 born, there were two moments at the VMAs last night where that became abundantly clear. The first was I saw her rapping word for word a Millie by Lil Wayne that was playing there. <laughs> if you're anyone that got to college in the mid-2000s, the early aughts, when the Carter Three came out, you had that one down cold. You were ready to go. That was a summer anthem for parties going into college. And then the second moment was when they brought Sync back out together for their reunion the first time, and she lost her damn mind. It was the most pure, natural reaction. And I feel like Charlotte, Jesse... Dad, I'm going to exclude you from this because obviously you're not in our millennial age range. She was all of us in that moment watching our childhood come back together like Voltron on the stage. Because they come yeah, together, she... but never with Justin Timberlake. So that yes. was the moment. He looked a little bit too like he didn't super want to be there, but I liked his outfit. <laughs> yeah, he I looked like he was like maybe being held at gunpoint, but yeah, you know. He did yeah, it for us. He made a lot of money. Yeah. It's always tough being the biggest star and you go off back on your own and get used to making all that money on your own. And then your buddy's like, hey, what if we all came back and made some of this money together? And it's like, you mean I have to split it with you guys? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. I, I mean, they, they, they've come back and gotten together for certain things, right? But that is one of the biggest difference if you're talking about money. You know, all of a sudden you got to split it instead of getting it all on your own. Now, he shouldn't be one that worries about it, but that's the last thing in the world you say about people that have money is, They'd like more money, uh, but but they have gotten back together for certain situations, have they not? I would imagine that would continue, but I don't think any, obviously not on a consistent basis. Yeah, and what we're about to get is on a consistent basis, and that is very exciting. Coming up next, though, we need to revisit an old flame of Charlotte Wilder still next year on Gojo and Golik. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code GOJO. That's code GOJO for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. 
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Okay, so we haven't talked much about Tom Brady's triumphant return to New England, and who better to get a reaction from than a really authentic Patriots fan, Charlotte Wilder. But first, let's hear what Brady had to say about the whole thing. What did that mean to you, Tom, to be out there and uh, have the fans be able to say thank you for everything that you've done? Well, a surreal day. Um, you know, tough to obviously put into words what this this uh, entire region has, uh, how they're a part of my life, how they're a part of my, all the incredible memories uh, I have. I had a great time growing up as a kid in California, but I really grew up here in New England. And living here in Massachusetts and Boston, I've lived in Franklin, I've lived in Quincy, I lived in Boston, I lived in Chestnut Hill, and I wouldn't change a day in my life because of the incredible people that have came into my life. So this is a very special day for my family, for myself, um, for a lot of people, for a lot of reasons. So I'm just happy we got to be back here and, and uh, celebrate something really special. Charlotte, all the feels for Patriots fans. Also, um, I didn't realize that Tom Brady had lived in Franklin and Quincy. Didn't have that on my bingo card. <laughs> a yeah. lot of the Patriots players in his era lived in Quincy in that, like, marina area. Mm. I don't know. Just hearing Tom Brady say towns in Massachusetts makes me want to weep. Um, I have a, <laughs> I have a I lot of thoughts. I, I have a lot of thoughts about this. I Why does that make me so? Why am I emotional? <laughs> I was going to say, I was watching Charlotte while that clip was playing, and she was just sinking into her hand, and tears were welling up in her she was eyes. Like, and it literally just was. If we could get an app where Tom Brady, you could just open up at any time, and he would just speak random Massachusetts towns to you, I feel like that would do numbers because it reduced Charlotte to tears. I'm like, oh, my God, I know where those places are. <laughs> um, I think I think so. Something that's very interesting to me about this, though, from a, you know, to put my to put my sports media cap back on. Um, this is the first time he has publicly been back. And it's the first time that he has acknowledged uh, New England in a way that makes me think that as his as his time away from the league has gone on a little bit maybe he's been able to uh look at it with a little bit less anger um you know this is total speculation i i, I don't talk to tom brady regularly despite what <laughs> many people think um but i i do think that maybe with a little bit of time he's been able to be like you know what i know things didn't end the way i wanted them to there um and probably a little bit of resentment about all the pay cuts. I don't know. I don't know. I'm speculating. But I think he, he th there was a genuine affection there. Um, also, I just want to say one thing. There was a video of him that I saw that the NFL put out being mic'd up, saying let's effing go um, as he ran around the field. Very mm -hmm. awkward. Very, very, very okay. awkward. Yes. I'm glad you brought that up, Charlotte. Dad, I was made deeply uncomfortable by this visual. Tom Brady was doing what he used to do as a player, where he would yes. run down the length of the yes. field, he would skip over, let's F and go, big right, fist bump right. at the crowd. Wearing his own jersey without pads made Looks it weird. Look, 
it looked really like there's no better way to put it it looked incredibly divorced yeah that's it i mean I, yeah I, I, I get what, what they were doing, though. You were trying to relive the moment, right, of, of what he did and, and make people go back in time, though he did it in Tampa Bay as well. I could see how that would be kind of a, you look at it, you're like, yeah, yeah, wait a minute. This is this is, this is is kind of weird. What's going to even be more weird, and oh, by the way, he's going to go into the Team Hall of Fame June 12th of next year. They have that date set. So if anybody felt this is weird, Charlotte, how weird will it feel when he sells off his owner partial ownership of the Raiders and shows up in a Jets jersey later this week. I knew where you don't do that. I knew where you were going with that. That is, I, that is, you know, I also, I, as weird as it looked and I'm watching, you know, him running around. I'd also, I was like, Oh my God, those were the best sports fan days of my whole freaking life. Like it felt so good. It felt it felt so good to be a Patriots fan when Tom Brady was there. Like there was a high. He would take the field and you were like, I am going to run through a wall. And I just it did bring me back to that. And it made me remember how exciting that was. And um, you know, I yeah, a lot of feelings about this guys. I, I will say, Charlotte, as we tried to psychoanalyze why Brady coming back now might have been in a little bit more comfortable place. I think it helps that they're not as good. <laughs> like I think for Tom Brady, who was always yeah. in this war for credit, it seemed like with Bill Belichick, he left. He got a Super Bowl, and that team hasn't been the same since. And while they've still got a juggernaut defense, we talked with Mina about that yesterday, and Bill O'Brien's back, so they've got a competent offensive coordinator. They lost that game that Tom Brady was sitting there watching. And while I'm sure he loves the team, I'm sure as the competitor, we talked about this with Chris Jones, there's still part of him that enjoys, oh, I left and you guys have never been the same since then and that's got to be in its own way pretty deeply satisfying for a guy that was sick and tired of getting ripped by bill belichick for so many years yeah i mean who among us like if if i left something and then it fell apart i'd be like well we all knew i was the linchpin <laughs> like it's gotta feel great especially as you said you know i used to be like well belichick the dark lord of football and i think two weeks ago we talked about it with with Mac Jones and when they cut all their backup QBs, you're sort of like, all right, what are you doing now, Bill? Because you're running, you're running on empty in terms of that goodwill that people had. So you guys that, that are, that are Patriot fans there do, because this is what is going on. Bill Belichick is always getting the benefit of the doubt, much like Nick Saban gets the benefit of the doubt because they have the hardware and they deserve that. But for actual Patriot fans, when does that start to wane and has it? started to wane because they haven't won anything since Tom left. I mean, to me, yeah, I, I think it, I think it has, uh, which I am not proud to say, but I also think like, do something, Bill, like make me not think that. And so far he, he just hasn't. And it's very difficult when then Brady leaves and wins a Super Bowl. you know, it's like, well, okay, this feels feel like, feel like we had a really good quarterback. Maybe that's part of what was going on. Yeah, I think yeah, the it's... lack of, like, big moves by Belichick has been a huge part of the problem. Bringing back in Bill O'Brien was huge for this year, but everyone was kind of like, okay, seems like you're waiting for some, like, uh, guy that you're going to draft in one of the later rounds to come up and be yeah. the next, like, Julian Edelman or Danny Amendola, and, like, it's just not working. Well, now all of that becomes way easier when you nail the quarterback position the right Like We're watching that go on in Kansas City right now where, I mean, look at who they were, look at who they have brought in around him. 
and that we expected to go out and win in Kansas City on opening right night. It's no disrespect, but the reason you think you can go and make Kadarius Tony a reclamation product, the reason you think you can bring in Marquez Valdez-Scantling and utilize his skill set on and on down that list, drafting Sky more, expecting and being able to rely on young guys is because you got the dude at quarterback. And for years, that was New England's move where it didn't really matter. It felt like you could put anyone around Tom Brady and he was going to help turn them into a future Hall of Famer. So it, it I think we do underrate the part of that job where, yeah, once you sign a quarterback to a second contract, your job's to go out there and draft around them, work in the margins because you got to pay them. And with New England, unless they can get Mac Jones back up to the speed that it seemed like he was going to be on his rookie year, Charlotte, that's going to be a lot tougher task. Yeah, I also think that Belichick hasn't found enough white guys who play lacrosse to really just fulfill <laughs> Talk that. about it. You know, I mean, let's be honest. Where, Why isn't he at Holy Cross recruiting? Why isn't he up at Colby College? Shout out Colby College. You know, No, I'm kidding. I don't know. I agree with Jesse. I think that there's been a lack of action, and he thinks that his old tricks, which is just like working with what you've got and being scrappy are going to work, and that only works if you have the guy. I totally agree with you, Mike. But it, listen, it's worked for him for years, so I'm sure there's part of him that says, why change? It's kind of like Dabo Sweeney over in Clemson. He hasn't really embraced like the portal yet in the new way college football is, and we see it costing them. Bill still doing things his way, Mike, and that team, you know, has not lived up to when Brady works there. Now, again, normally a Super Bowl champion has a great quarterback. So, I mean, that, that, that's kind of how it's been. There's been the outliers every now and then. And, and that's something they haven't, they've had there for, for decades, and now they don't. But I, I, I just wonder when the line for Bill runs out of, of, hey, this guy knows what he's doing and knows how to do it, how many years of not making the playoffs or not getting back to the Super Bowl is going to cost you. And we should say, started off on a more positive note than people expected. Yes, they yeah. lost, but yep. in a lot of ways, they made Philly bleed in a way that we didn't expect from these two teams at this particular juncture. So hope inside one of the toughest divisions in football for that team. Charlotte, you're the best. Everybody, check out Oddball with Charlotte and Amin Al-Hassan.